Well, once again, welcome to Excellence in Christian Broadcasting, a ministry of the Calvary Bible Church here on Collins Avenue. And in our studios tonight, it is Senior Pastor and Teacher, Alan Lee. Good evening, sir, and welcome back to Talking It Through Biblically. Hi, Kino. Good to be back. It's good to have you back with us after such a long break, almost two years break. Not that long. It's been about eight weeks, seven weeks, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Thank you for tuning in to Talking It Through Biblically this evening. And it is really good to be back. I've been away uh, first for a short vacation, then an extended time off to look at some medical uh, uh, situations. And I'm thankful that things are going well there. For those of you who prayed for me during that time, I'm my wife, Nancy. I thank you very much. I want you to know that we appreciate it. But it's good to be back. And, and uh, once again, here... Uh, at the mic with talking it through biblically. Now tonight, we have another uh, two-phase uh, um, program, as it were. First, we're going to be talking a little while with Phil Barker. Phil is one of the instructors at Telios Theological Training Institute, and we're about to um, have our annual leadership training, not training, I'm sorry, leadership uh, conference, Excel, and he's going to bring us up to date on that. Uh, we want you to call in, by the way, if you have questions. The lines will be open uh, right from the very beginning of the program. And then we're going to move into uh, a discussion concerning the great tragedy and the devastation in Southeast Asia with the tsunami. Uh, as you know, you look at the news, there are all kinds of questions being uh, raised. Uh, I saw an interesting uh, show on TV the other night where they had guests who were blaming God for it. Some said it was an angry God. Another lady came up and said there is no God because no God would allow such things to happen. And the Christian was there, of course, and he says, no, there is a God. We may not be able to explain everything, but he has, uh, he has wisdom and he has a purpose for allowing all of this and so on. So perhaps you're raising the same questions, and we're going to be talking about that. But also, we're going to look at it from the aspects of the Christians who live in that area. Remember, these areas are uh, predominantly um, Muslim, and the Christians are normally marginalized, put on the side, and not too much attention. In fact, even persecution occurs. And we're going to be looking at, um, at this situation from the impact it has on Christians in the area and whether or not it, it already some benefits might not be and, and uh, help might not be withheld simply because they are Christians and they're located in certain areas. We'll be discussing these things and we want you to call in. We want you to uh, have your Bibles open because we'll be looking at Scripture to see how this fits into God's overall program for us here. Many people are saying this is another great sign of the time. This is an evidence of the, uh, of the end of the world. In fact, a very interesting thing happened. One young man was washed out to sea into the Indian Ocean. He was clinging to a piece of tree, uh, a tree, and he was in the ocean, and he said he thought that the end of the world had come, and he was the last one who was left. That's quite interesting. So we'll be talking about all of these things. I believe that God has a message here for us. He wants us to listen 
to what he's saying to us and we want to see if we could find out what some of those things are. So just after the short break, we'll come back with Mr. Phil Barker of Talios Theological uh, Training Institute to talk about the Excel conference. And please, if you have uh, questions concerning the conference with Phil, that's what we want to talk about first. We invite you to call in to uh, speak with him, make comments, perhaps those of you who have uh, attended uh, uh, previous Excel conferences, maybe you'd like to uh, give your testimony as how it impacted you, or you just want to ask questions concerning this one that is coming up. We'll be, we'll be right back after this break. Well, a pleasant good evening and welcome back to Talking It Through Biblically with Senior Pastor and Teacher Alan Lee on this sixth day of the year, 2005. And if you want to call in tonight concerning Telios or the other half of our program, the numbers here tonight are 322-7846, 322-7846 or 326-0800, 326-0800. Or once again, 322-7846. That's our numbers here tonight on Talking It Through Biblically. Now let's return back to Senior Pastor and Teacher, Alan Lee. Thank you, Kino. Okay, as I mentioned before and as Kino mentioned, we're here with um, Mr. Phil Marker. Phil has been with us for... Almost five years. Almost five years. Boy, it's, it's moving along, Phil. And we're so appreciative of his ministry, along with his wife, Terry, of course, during these past five years. Um, Phil is here to fill us in uh, concerning XL 2005. Uh, it's a leadership conference we put on on an annual basis. Uh, Phil, tell us a little bit about this conference this year. What is the theme? Uh, who's going to be speaking? And what can we expect? Or what can be expected by those who want to be a part of this? It's great to be back and to see you after having been away myself. And uh, glad to hear that the doctors are finding good things for you. Uh, Excel is uh, our annual leadership conference. And this year, the theme is Becoming and Building Excellent Leaders. We uh, take our a pointer from 2 Timothy 2.2, which says, uh, pass on to faithful men who will in turn pass it on. And so we have to uh, build leaders in every generation, and we need to have a tune-up every once in a while ourselves and make sure that we're... You know, really focusing on how God wants us to lead as people in churches. And so we focus primarily on Christian leaders, leaders within the church or Christian organizations or whatever. That's right, that's right. And the, the kind of the two major things are the essential character of an excellent leader and then the essential characteristics of an essential leader. And Pastor Cedric Beckles from Freeport will be coming to give that, uh, that first set of... Um, remarks there on the essential character of an excellent leader. He's coming, and that'll be the Friday night uh, of the conference. And then uh, Pastor Lee himself will be doing the essential characteristics of an excellent leader. And you're looking at me like, <laughs> you are, you're planning to do that, right? Yes, he is. Of course he is. He's, uh, he's still trying to get back in the saddle like a lot of us are. And probably you're out there going, okay, Phil, when is this conference? And this conference is coming up really quick. It's January 21st and 22nd, which is actually two weeks from tomorrow. But it is and close. It is close. And it's like we need to uh, start 
thinking, turning our focus back to our church uh, leadership and direction and strength and building up the next generation. Who would you encourage to attend this, Phil? What, what, who would you encourage? Uh, I think there's two, char- two classes of people that we'd like to see come to this. One is those who uh, have a, a leadership role already and need some uh, – need a checkup need to see, you know, or need to be revitalized themselves because we can slip into uh, not really thinking about what God wants from leaders. We can slip into the administration and we can slip into the uh, being able to, um, you know, speak in a good way or manage our time or whatever, but God doesn't focus on those things. And so um, if you're in a leadership position already and you feel a little like, maybe out of tune or out of focus. This is a great way to really refocus yourself. The other group of people that we really want to see come are the new leaders in your church, the the young men and women in their 20s and 30s that are showing promise and making some commitments. And you want to make sure that they're really uh, focusing on leadership in the godly way and in the way that God wants them to lead. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't want to just let that happen Maybe they maybe they understand that. Maybe they catch that. Maybe they don't. And I know there are a lot of young people out there who would really like to um, get under the wing of someone who is a good leader. And so this is an opportunity for pastors and elders and deacons to you know spot one or two individuals and say, you know, I'd like you to come with me to this conference because right, I think we'll right. we'll both get a lot from it. Now, are we just going to have? Uh myself and Pastor Beckles speaking to us. Uh, what else is involved? Yeah, that's the one. That, uh, we, we, we are definitely convinced to tell us that uh, real growth comes from interacting with the subject yourself and, and looking at questions and discussing honestly with other people. And so a major component of Excel this year is uh, small group discussions where we'll have really an honest inspection of what's going on in your own thinking and do you really line up with uh, what the biblical uh, standards are for us and, and responding to what yourself and Pastor Beckles uh, talk about and bring out of the text. And we're going to have some discussion so we'll leaders. The, we'll we'll bring have that. the presentation and then we go into small groups. Right, and discuss it with other people Excellent. who are, you know, leading. And that, you know, iron sharpens iron, iron. And so we're going to work off of that each other's great. strengths. That's a great plan. What's our great plan? I wonder who came up with that. I wonder. I wonder who came up with that. (laughs) Okay. um, Where is it going to be? Where is this conference going to be held? That's a good question. Actually, what is the cost? I should give the the, the particulars of it. It's, again, January 21st and 22nd, which is a Friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. And then Saturday morning, we start at 9 a.m. and go to 3.15. And this is all going to be held at the Nassau Beach Hotel out there on Cable Beach. Uh, The cost... Uh, actually, tonight we're going to offer a little special deal for those who say, who call us and say, "I heard about Excel on ECB." We're going to actually offer a special little deal. There's fifty fifty dollars is the individual rate, and um, that's through next Friday, and then uh, it goes up after next Friday because we, you know, have extra costs related to that. So it'll be sixty dollars after next Friday if you call and say, I heard this, uh, I heard about Excel on ECB, we're going to give you the $45 rate, which oh, is actually the group you. rate. Okay. You need five, if you get five people from your church to come with you, then you get the $45 rate. But if you call and say, I heard about this on ECB, and I want to come, 
and we're going to give you that forty-five dollar right. Okay, folks, did you? That's a good deal. I didn't even know about that one, Phil. That's, but I like it. I think that's terrific. So remember those numbers now. You better start calling right now. Three two two seven eight four six, or three two six zero eight hundred. That's three two two seven eight four six, or three two six zero eight hundred. If you call now. Uh, Phil says he'll give you a, 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 dis- a discount for uh, the application. That's great. All right. Terrific. There we go. There's our first call. Uh, I wonder if that's one. Let me see here. Hello? Hi. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm in tip-top shape. Good. Terrific. Yes. Um, very interested in what you're saying about your conference. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the conference. Okay. Um uh, did you get enough information? No, I don't. Uh, but before we go there, Pastor Lee, I wanted to respond to something you said about the um, uh, the two callers uh, that you heard on, or uh, two people that you heard interviewed, and said that uh, uh, one said that um, was cursing God, and the other one said oh, there yes. is no God. Mm-hmm. I'm running into that a lot recently. <clears throat> for the simple reason that for the last nine months I've been working around a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first three months I was wondering if, you know, there was something really wrong with my head, something wrong with my way of thinking. For the simple reason that um, we've got such an infusion and cross-breeding of people in this country now that we're hearing and seeing um, behavior that is so uh, foreign to what we've grown up with in this country, yeah. especially people you know our age and older. And um, the Lord has put it on my heart that you have to really, really pray for these people. And I have a really passionate sadness about it, or sad passion about it, because I'm beginning to understand that people who feel that way are just like people who come up in this world, you know, all they know is a mother and they have no father. And they really can't relate to the male figure in the way, in in a biblical sense. Yeah, that's true, unfortunately. And, you know, that's just one of the many ills that we're facing here in this community. Um, And, you know, it sort of fits into getting back to this the situation in East Asia. Some people are saying, like, for instance, even now, some of the Muslims are trying to use it, saying the reason why it happened was because all of the American sinners were over there having holiday and they were drinking and carousing and fornicating and all of that. And that's the reason why God brought it upon uh, the people. But you see, you know, we have to be careful how we look at that and say that's God judging sinners there. Because remember Jesus uh, approached uh, some of his own disciples along those lines or some of the people he was talking to. And he said, you know, uh, don't you think that those people who were killed in that uh, in that dramatic way, uh, that they were greatest sinners above everybody else? Um, because he says we must all repent. Yes, but he also made reference to when um, the disciples tried to move the demons and couldn't, and they asked him, why couldn't we do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Came up by prayer and fasting. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's a very complex situation, and I think it's, from one perspective, it's good for us to sit down and examine that and to see how both God's wisdom, God's love, God's justice, and God's grace 
is, are manifested in these situations because they all are. Because like later on, this. later on this evening, because you know, in the next part of the program, we're going to be dealing with this. But okay. one of the things we're going to bring bring out, we're going to be focusing on the impact on Christians over there. Okay. Thousands of Christians were killed, okay. and, and many of them were in the church services because this happened on a Sunday morning. And and they were and the stories of Christians who were holding on to the children in the church pews as they were kneeling and praying and they've been washed away. So we have to look at all of this and see what 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 is it about, you know. But we'll be talking question. about that in the next part of the section. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off right now, but uh, Phil is here only for a short time. Oh, okay. But we will be talking about this in the next part of the program. Fortunately, I have to run off someplace to do some work. That's why I called you now. Oh, okay. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you. Call. Now, if you'd like, uh, as far as the conference is concerned, if you would leave us your name, uh, Phil could get in touch with you. Okay. So you can get the discount if you want. Yes, okay, very well. I want to do it this way. Let's have you call the Teleos office tomorrow during the day. And the phone number there is 325-8564. And anyone who is, would like to get the ECB discount, call tomorrow, 325-8564, and we'll take all the registration information at that point. That way we don't have to use that, that time tonight. All right, all right, good. Listen, I appreciate your call. Uh, where is it going to be held, though? Uh, it's going to be at the Nassau Beach Hotel. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. That's an interesting uh, uh, subject there about the whole thing, and that's why we well, want to get into it. I think that's a really important thing related to young people mm-hmm. and related to bringing them to a conference like this where we're really going to be honest about what makes a good leader. And some of those people who are asking those questions really want a mentor, someone who's older than them, who uh, you know would be a father figure to them and would help them get a handle on how do you lead other people? How do you um, be an example among your peers? And so those who are you know, 18 and over, we're really wanting them to come to, to this conference. Fantastic. Okay. All right, Phil. Um, is there anything else you'd like for uh, hearers to know about the conference before you go? Now, we still, by the way, we're still taking your calls. If you'd like to call concerning the conference and, and take advantage of the discount, you can call you know now or any time during the, the, the uh, program tonight and just let us know. Or as Phil said, Phil, give them that number again of Teleos. Yeah, it's 325-8564, and you'll reach us there at Teleos tomorrow, and, or you can even leave a message tonight on the answering machine. And uh, we'll call you back related to that. And again, this is the Excel Leadership Conference, our annual leadership conference on becoming and building excellent leaders. is January 21st and 22nd at the Nassau Beach Hotel. It's a Friday evening and a Saturday all day. And the, um, the ECB rate tonight is $45. That's fantastic. All right. I like that. That's a good idea. Okay, uh, uh, Phil, we want to thank you for coming in, and uh, I am certainly looking forward to this conference myself, and uh, we thank you for all the work you've done and for explaining to us exactly what it's all about. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, maybe we'll get this call first uh, before we go take our break at this time. Let's see who's there. See me, excellence in Christian broadcasting.
Well, a pleasant good evening and welcome back to Talking It Through Biblically with Senior Pastor and Teacher Alan Lee with his guest tonight, Mr. Phil Bakker. Pastor Lee. Okay, thank you. Sorry for a little uh, interruption there, but uh, we had a call, but uh, she'll be calling back in just a, a few uh, moments, I'm sure. Uh, Phil Barker from Talios is with us and just getting ready to leave. And we're giving a special discount, of course, uh, uh, if you call in tonight and saying that you'd like to register for the XL 2005. Okay, I think this is our caller back on. And uh, hello. What's the matter? Hello. Hello. Hi, Abby. Yes, Pastor Lee. Happy to be here once again. Right. Thank you. I'm sorry for that little uh, interruption there. And no, I was on my way home, and then I heard the broadcast. So I said I needed to call just to encourage persons about attending Telios and whatever they sponsor. Very good. Go ahead and do the encouraging. Really, if you want to grow in the Lord and really mature, Telios is the place to go and be a part of. And so that's something I've been trying to do even with our people, mm -hmm. our deacons and other leaders. Right. And I'm hoping and praying that we can get some of our Sunday school teachers to go to the leadership conference. Well, that's terrific. Being myself. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, uh, Abby is one of our graduates, for those of you listening, and she has attended our, our conferences as well. So, uh, Abby, we really appreciate this endorsement and your, your calling to encourage. Phil, say hi to Abby. I hear you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back in the Bahamas where all my friends who enjoy all the sun. Oh, okay. Even though I've graduated, though, I still try and come back and take courses because I know I will continue to benefit. So. Terrific. And we appreciate that so much and to see that kind of motivation in you, Abby. And Abby is the kind of person that when she says something like that, you know that she's not just kind of you know, saying that to make us feel good. And, you know, Abby's got a professional position, and she is, uh, you know, she's traveled a lot and seen a lot of things. And so, you know, to hear that from Abby is a real, uh, a real encouragement and a real, I think, a real statement about how well we're doing. Not to, not to, you know, toot our own horn, but. I just want to say to our people, please go and attend Telios. And I continue to promote it, and I will continue to do that. Thank you, Abby. So, would the Lord continue to bless you both? You thank too. You. Okay, you. I'll great. be in touch. Lord bless. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Great, that was great to hear from Abby. Mm -hmm. Good. That is. All right. All right, Phil. Again, thank you. Appreciate your being here, thank and you we're for looking me. forward to a great, uh, great conference. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to turn our attention now uh, to a discussion um, on the the uh, tsunami, the devastation that occurred first because of the earthquake and then the uh, the tidal wave, the tsunami that occurred in Southeast Asia. We want to be talking about that a little bit, and we want you to give us a call. Tell us what you're thinking about it, and uh, we encourage your prayers for the folk in that area, of course, uh, not only those who have been affected by it, but those who are helping out as well. We need to pray for the caregivers in this sense because they are under a lot of emotional strain and as well as physical because of the tremendous uh, uh, work that is um, necessary to be done over there. But we want to be talking about it. As I mentioned to you, there are a lot of questions being asked about this catastrophe. You know, one of the major questions is whether or not this is a sign of the end of the time. Many have asked that. And I mentioned the, um, the 
show that I saw on TV, one of, uh, in fact, several of the, the leading news media concerning this young man who was swept out to sea, into, in, actually into the Indian Ocean on, on, on just a little clump of uh, trees, and he clung on it for days. Uh, and he really thought that he was the last person alive. He thought it was the end of the world. And so many people are asking that, that question as well. Uh, some are asking whether or not it's because of God's judgment. Many people say, uh, in, in fact, again, some of the, the, the news program people who interviewed and uh, guests are saying that is, God is angry because of the sins of the people in that area. And um, how can a God of love allow things like this to happen? Because um, even Christians were killed, of course, and children especially. So many young children are being so many young children are being uh, 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 have been killed and are being affected by this. So it's a very difficult situation. Um, so we're going to be talking about what are, what are some of your thoughts. I thought it was very interesting to hear a outstanding, a leading leading Christian uh, leader. Um, in England. In fact, he was Dr. Rowan Williams, the Archbishop of Canterbury. He said that the earthquake and the tsunami in South Asia should and will shake the faith of all Christians. Listen to this quote. I'll just give you a little part of it. I want you just to see how some people are talking. He says, the question, how can you believe in a God who permits suffering on this scale, is very much around at the moment. And it would be surprising if it weren't. Indeed, it would be wrong if it weren't, he says. That's an amazing statement from a Christian leader. He's saying that this incident should actually shake the faith of Christians. Now, do you believe that is true? Shake the faith of Christians. In other words, asking questions as to why would God allow such a thing to happen? It should, we should question things like that. It should shake our faith. Now, this is from the lips of a leading Christian uh, figure in our world today. Now, I happen not to agree with that. I don't believe at all that this incident, although it is a uh, tremendous catastrophe, so many people uh, have been killed and are affected by this in the worst way, but still, there's no reason for this to be a cause to shake my faith, genuine faith. Now, remember, the Bible is filled with stories of catastrophes and disasters that even make the tsunami that happened uh, on Boxing Day uh, uh, look very insignificant. And I know that's an amazing statement, but look at it. You remember, the Bible tells us of a worldwide flood that destroyed all mankind and all land animals. And there was only one family, eight people, who were actually saved. You see. Now, and so when we see things in perspective, we talk about something happening to shake one's faith. That's only if your faith is not strong in the first instance, and perhaps you're not reading or understanding or you're not believing the Scriptures as you should. You see, I personally believe uh, the Bible tells us that we have a God who is a God of love, 
And so he doesn't do anything simply to, uh, to uh, hurt people for the joy of it. He's a wise God. He always has a good reason for what he does. He's a powerful God. He could stop something that is terrible from happening, or he could cause it to happen. He's a gracious God. He gives people what they do not deserve. But he is also a just God. He gives people what they do deserve. But he's a merciful God. Many times he takes uh, uh, difficulties and punishment away from people who really deserve to have it. And so what I'm saying to you, we have to see it in all the perspective. When we, come to, when we come right down to it, it's only God who can answer all of these questions. But remember this. In every instance, whether it's good or bad, we have a multifaceted impact. For instance, even in this tsunami, it was not only unbelievers who were killed. It was believers praying in church. It was children as well as adults and old people. It wasn't just people who were sinners to the nth degree. It was individuals who were seeking to do the will of God as well. And so just to come and say that this happened because God is an angry God and he was judging sin, we have to be very careful with that. Remember, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus, uh, in talking to uh, uh, some of the folk who had the same idea, when the Tower of Siloam fell and killed a lot of people, and they thought that they were killed because they were great sinners. You know, Jesus told them, Jesus says, now listen, don't think that that happened to them, that they are the greatest sinners of all. He says, rather, that we should all repent or we could face the judgment of God as well. So we have to be careful here. We have to be sure we have a biblical perspective and biblical view on all of this. But now one other aspect of this I think we need to be uh, very uh, careful to consider, and I believe that God is getting many messages uh, to different people through this event. I believe he's using it to speak to people in different ways. Because I believe that the events of last week show just how tenuous our stake in this world is. Just think about it for a moment. Everything that we have, everything that we work for, for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 50 years, all the material, including our life, can be washed away in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It can all be washed away. All of our worldly possessions, everything that we, everything that we work for, even our own lives, it can go and it can happen without warning. Insurance companies won't be able to protect us. The government won't be able to protect you. You see, that's why we need to place our faith in a God who has things mapped out and planned for us, and even though we cannot understand it ourselves, we know that because he is in control, he can understand. Now, we need to put it into perspective as well. Some people are asking whether or not this is a sign of the last days and so on. You remember what Jesus said in Luke 21, 11, there will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. And then in verse 25, he says, On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror 
apprehensive if what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. That's what Jesus said 2,000 years ago. My friends, scientists tell us that the earth itself was shaken by the great earthquake in South Asia last week. It even altered the planets, the earth rotation slightly. That's right. It actually impacted the rotation of the earth. There's no doubt that some of the things that Jesus spoke about are happening right now. But now, Jesus also said that these are only the beginning of birth pangs. It's not the end, but it's an indication that the end is coming. Birth pangs. That's interesting that he used that phrase because, you know, a birth pang is something that stops, that starts and it gradually increases over time. It starts a little lightly and then increases, 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 and it reaches out. And that's exactly how the impact of the earthquake happened. The epicenter, uh, that's where it started. And then it moved out into waves and waves, going to thousands of miles, even from Sumatra all the way to India, affecting the people all along the way. And what Jesus is saying is that what's happening before he comes, that there will be terrific uh, catastrophes around the world happening at the same time. But he says they are going to be increasing in intensity. And that's what we see happening. Every year it appears. We seem to get more hurricanes. We seem to have more earthquakes. We seem to have more tidal waves. seem to have more famine or whatever it is. And it happens all over the world at the same time. My friend, there's no doubt that we are in the times that Jesus was talking about approaching the last days. But you know, right in the middle of that text is good news. In chapter 21, verses 27 and 28, this is what he says. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. So that's what they're telling us. The time for God completing his plan of redemption for mankind is drawing near. These incidents, these catastrophes of around the world, increasing in intensity, tell us that God's program for the world is coming to an end. But we know that even before this verse occurs, the believers in Christ will be taken from this earth to an, in, to an event we call the rapture. And so we need to be rapture ready because Jesus Christ could come, not soon, but at any moment, which is sooner than soon. Now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up, but we'd like to hear from you. What are your, what are your thoughts concerning the tsunami? We can talk a little bit about how we can also be of aid to the Christians who are being affected there. Well, we welcome you back to Talking It Through Biblically with Pastor Alan Lee. We're talking about the tsunami in Asia. Pastor Lee. Thank you. Stanley, good to have you. Thanks for coming in on this uh, sudden call. Uh, folk, just to let you know, pray for Kino. Kino had a little difficulty and he had to go home. Uh, uh, please continue to pray for his health. I'd appreciate it very much. we thankful that uh, Stanley uh, was able to come down and help us out here until we close. 
All right. Let, let me just mention something about the impact on Christians. There are um, uh, thousands of Christians who are living in the area that was affected. And we're getting reports from people who work with Christians in that area, Christians who are suffering and, and, and persecuted areas. And, of course, that's an area where, uh, uh, where Christians are, in fact, um, suffering and being persecuted, not because of the tsunami, of course, but because of the fact that they live in an area dominated mostly by um, Muslims who are strongly opposed to Christianity. And, in fact, uh, many people are actually even killed uh, because of preaching the gospel or coming to accept Jesus Christ. But now what is happening there is that uh, there's fear on on the part of some of these agencies that some of the uh, necessary resources that should go to these areas, which in most cases happen to be outlying areas because Christians are usually marginalized. They are they put outside of the community, as it were. They are afraid that many of the resources will not reach these Christians. And so there's a special effort on the part of uh, some groups to focus uh, their needs uh, are, are meeting the needs of Christians specifically. And we are, in fact, being in, we are involved in helping one of these agencies. Uh, uh, right now, we are uh, raising funds to send that will be used specifically to aid Christians. In one area, for instance, there are over 70,000 Christians, and some 20,000 to 25,000 uh, Christians have been killed. And many of the uh, the children are left without parents, left homeless, and uh, the churches are torn down, and and uh, there's quite a devastation there in that area. And so we want you to be praying for the believers there. Pray that God would so strengthen them that they would still be used of God to help those who have needs as well. And so pray for the Christians there. Uh, pray that uh, they will get the supplies that are needed and that God's power and grace will be manifested in their lives, not only by meeting physical needs, but as they reach out as well to reach the needs of others. Now, by the way, if you'd like to be involved in this, uh, you can call the church we, uh, as to the agency that we're working with, and uh, we'll be glad to give you information on that. We'll be making a special appeal to the Calvary uh, Bible people on, uh, on Sunday morning again. But just in closing, let me uh, just review a little bit about what I've said already concerning this, uh, this tremendous uh, devastation. Remember when Jesus was asked what the signs of his return would be, he painted a picture of a world torn by ethnic strife and war, famine in the midst of plenty, rocked by great earthquakes and ravaged by pestilence. He says in verse 11 of chapter 21 of the book of Luke, there will be great earthquakes and in various places plagues and famines, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Jesus said that an interim period from his time and he was there until all these signs would appear. This is what he says in verse 12. But before all these things, the Jews will lay hands on you, the believers in Jesus, and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and be, be led captive into all the nations. That's, that's the Jews. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the time that the Gentiles are fulfilled. That's what will happen in the interim from the time Jesus was here and the time he comes again. Then he says, after this historical interlude was fulfilled, Jesus then said, 
They will be signs in sun and moon and stars and on the earth dismay among nations. In perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world, for the powers of the heaven will be shaken. My friends, last um, Boxing Day's catastrophic tsunami was caused by the fourth most powerful undersea earthquake on record. It was an earthquake so powerful, as I mentioned before, it moved the entire island of Sumatra 100 feet to the southwest from its pre-quake position. Isn't that amazing? It moved an entire island. Also, it was so powerful that geologists said it set the whole earth to vibrating and it interfered with the earth's rotation to the degree that even time stopped for three microseconds. Isn't that amazing? Now here's what Jesus says. But when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Luke 21, 28. In another passage about the same prophecy, Jesus likened these signs to a familiar human occurrence. He says, all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Now, as you know, birth pangs are well known to every generation, especially women. A pregnant woman gets severe pains in her abdomen that increases in, that increase in intensity and frequency just before she gives birth. Then Jesus goes on to say, in the same way, Jesus says that all the natural disasters will begin to increase in frequency and intensity in concert with each other shortly before his return. And my friends, I believe it is these birth pains that we're seeing right now. And as they begin to take place, the believer in Jesus are to be assured that their deliverance from this earth is near. I believe, my friends, that we are at that time in history. As Jesus promised, he will come and deliver his own of the worst time that is yet to come. That is our hope. And God has never failed to keep his promise. Let me ask you, if Jesus were to come tonight, are you ready? All you need to do is to acknowledge that you are a sinner, that Jesus died in your place on Calvary, and that God raised him from the dead to validate the fact that he accepted his death for you. You need to be rapture ready. And you do that by receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Our prayer is that you do so. As always, this is Pastor Lee saying, Selah, think and act on these things. Motivation.